بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alladhi hadana lihada wa ma kunna li nahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin miftahi baba rahmatillah. Adada ma fi ilmillah, salatin wa salamin da'imayni bidawami wa killah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Wa shadaw annahu Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa Allah. Wahdahu la sharika lah. Ilahan wahidan wa rabin shahidan. Wa nahnalhu muslimun. وَشَرُوا أَنَّ سَيِّدَنَا وَحَبِيبَنَا وَكُرَتَ عَيُّنِنَا مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ رَسُولُهُ أَرْسَلَهُ اللَّهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَكِّي لِيُذْهِرُ عَلَى دِينِ كُلِّهِ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ أَمَّا بَعْدْ يَعِبَرُ اللَّهُ إِنِّي مُسِيكُمْ نَفْسِ إِيَّايَ الْمُذْنِبَ who time and time again continues to show us ihsan, despite our isa'ah, despite everything it is that we do, and how short we are in fulfilling his rights, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and despite falling short in fulfilling the rights of those whom he has granted rights, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed day of Jumu'ah that this be a day of tawbah and repentance, and this be a day of awbah, of returning to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this be a day where we can renew our faith. Our Prophet taught, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, jaddidu imanukum, renew your faith, akthiru min qawli la ilaha illallah. Remember often and say often, la ilaha illallah. <coughs> Every time we say la ilaha illallah, our faith is renewed. And our iman is increased, and the light of our iman is increasing in our hearts. And it is a reminder of the covenant between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the importance of us on days like this, the day of Jummah, to recognize what is truly important and to be aware. And just this morning, we were reading a blessed hadith in the collection, Riyadh al-Salihin, compiled by the great imam. Imam al-Nawi, this great Imam who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illuminated his heart and so adeptly and scholarly put together this collection of blessed hadith, which is sufficient for a believer where we only to realize its meanings after reading the book of Allah and just reading these blessed hadith. And really even just a few of them would suffice at even one hadith if we were sincere in its implementation would suffice to draw near to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this particular hadith is a hadith qudsi. <clears throat> it is a divine saying. And a divine saying is one in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the first person on the tongue of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there is a difference of opinion whether the wording is from Allah jalla jalalu or whether the Prophet ﷺ receives the revelation and then puts it in his own words. Nevertheless, they are special. And there are certain themes to the Ahadith Qudsiyah. 
to the divine sayings. And they tend, one of the great themes is that they tend to relate to the relationship of a servant to his or her Lord. And this particular hadith, Imam Hujjat al-Islam al-Ghazali mentions it in his book, Bidat al-Hidayah, The Beginning of Guidance. And you will find it mentioned in the vast majority of books of suluk, of spiritual wayfaring, from the science of tasawwuf, manifestations of the realities of ihsan that we are encouraged to realize within ourselves. And so I'm going to read the hadith in full and then to offer a brief commentary in hopes that my own sinful soul and all of my brothers and sisters can really think deeply about these meanings and hopefully be inspired to put them into practice and to live them and then to attain the great bishara and glad tidings that this hadith contains. So this hadith is in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari, which we know is the most authentic of all collections. So we know this is a hadith that our Prophet said. These are words that he said. These are words that we, he uttered. And one of the etiquettes of listening to a hadith of our Prophet is to bring to heart as if we are hearing them from the mouth of Rasulullah. Imagine that generation who received these meanings that were before him. Those ever so pure receptacles that were chosen by Allah to be the first implementers of divine revelation. What incredible that honor that was. And what incredible people these were to be able to absorb these meanings in their heart and to live them first and foremost and then to disseminate them. And no generation of people in the history of humankind led to as much transformation as the blessed companions of our Prophet So This hadith is narrated by Abu Huraira, who narrates more hadith than anyone else. Radiallahu anhu, and he says, Qala Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Messenger of Allah said, Inna Allah tabarak wa ta'ala qal. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala said, Man adali waliyan faqad adhantu bil harb. Whoever shows enmity towards a wali of mine, a friend of mine, one of the saints, one of the special chosen people, I will declare war against him. My, my servant, my servant, will draw closer to me with nothing, will draw closer to me with nothing more beloved to me than that which I have made an obligation upon him. And my servant, will continue to draw near to me. And in one narration, that do various things to become beloved to me through nawafil, voluntary works, until I love him. And once I come to love him, <coughs> everything changes now. This is not the same servant as before. I will be the ear through which he hears. And the eyes through which he sees. The hand through which he grabs. And the foot through which he walks. <coughs> and if he asks me, I will surely give him what he's asking. 
And if he seeks refuge in me, I will certainly grant him refuge. We will try to be as brief as possible in pointing out so many of these, some of the meanings of this blessed hadith, which is packed with meaning. But he begins with a warning from Allah Jalla Jalala that a wali, someone who is close to Allah, because one of the meanings of wali yali is to be close to. The wali is someone who's close to Allah. And Allah tells us who the awliya are. Allah in the awliya Allahi, la khufun alihim wa lahum yahzadun. Who are they? Alladina amanu wa kanu yattakun. They are those who believe and are people of taqwa. Those are the awliya of Allah. They have iman, belief, faith, and they have taqwa. They know the commands and the prohibitions and they put them into practice. They follow the commands and they avoid the prohibitions inwardly and outwardly. Those are the awliya of Allah. And these people, once they attain this special rank, and perhaps the link between this first part of the hadith and what comes after is that Allah first mentions this special degree that these people have. And then he mentions the path to attain it. But this person now is different. Why? Because he's given his life to Allah. He might live in a time in any time. There's always bad people in every time. There's always challenges in every time. There's always currents taking human beings away from belief in Allah and towards moral depravity. That exists in every time. But an individual who believes, despite what everyone else in the world is doing, an individual who consciously, involuntarily, takes it upon himself to fulfill <coughs> the divine command, what a blessing. And what a special person that is. And when you are for Allah, Allah will be for you. When you sacrifice for Allah, Allah will take care of you. And one of the meanings of wilaya, al-wali man tawalat ta'atuhum, is that he is the one who is continuously and always in a state of obedience. And as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took his affairs over. So this special rank of people, when they become beloved to Allah, doing things towards them is not like doing things towards other people. And I don't want anyone here to think that I'm referring to anyone in particular. This is general. This is a hadith Qudsi where every single one of us has to think carefully and implement in our own lives. So don't let shaitan whisper. Does he mean me? Is he speaking to me? This is general. We took this hadith this morning and we feel that it's important to emphasize it even though a few people were present when we were discussing its meanings this morning. There's only two people Allah wages war against. The one who deals with usury, riba, and the wali. Someone who shows enmity to one of his awliya. These are the only two people. And so when Allah Ta'ala says, Man waliyan, Whoever shows enmity towards one of my awliya, what is the result? 
I have declared war against him. So just imagine the so-called powerful nations that are developed countries. If they waged war, and what we're talking about now is total war in our modern age, upon a weak country, what would happen? Imagine the devastation. Total war on a weak country by a powerful country. And what if the Lord of the heavens and the earth wages war on one of us or someone? What does that mean? The scholars say that that means, I will deal with that person the way that a person at war deals with his enemy. La ilaha illallah. مَنِ اتَّجَلِّ عَلَيْهِ بِمَظَاهِرِ الْجَلَالِ وَالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِنْتِقَامِ And there will be manifestations of majesty, justice, and vengeance. Allah is the muntaqam. He's al-adl. He's dhul jalali wa ikram. And if someone shows enmity towards one of his awliya, this is what they'll receive from Allah. And it might happen quickly, or it might take a little bit of time. It might happen in subtle ways, or it might happen in very apparent ways. And so just think about the discourse that we hear nowadays in so many circles, not mentioning any specific names, about the people of Allah, and about the way that we're supposed to learn to be to be from the people of Allah. This hadith is a severe warning for us to be very, very, very careful. To be very careful in our judgment. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends the people who believe, in Allah Allah defends those who believe, then what about the awliya? What about the anbiya? <clears throat> what about the prophets? And if we're supposed to give 70 excuses to a common believer, that's the degree of husn al and a good opinion that we're supposed to have. What about then people that we know are people of salah? What about them? And so you and I have to be very careful. And the biggest thing that gets in the way, that causes us to fall into exactly what we're being warned about, is our own nafs. And that's the danger. And there are various meanings here that transpire. They mention in the commentary things like lacking adab, not having adab with the people of Allah, that envying the people of Allah, that opposing the people of Allah, cursing the people of Allah, insulting the people of Allah, harming them in some way, stopping what they're trying to do. There's degrees. And to the degree that there's mu'ada will be to the degree that there's consequences for what someone does. So we need to be very careful. And especially with people that we know, there's signs of wilaya. And only the awliya know the awliya, but there's signs. If there weren't signs, Allah would not have commanded us, Ya amanu. Have taqwa of Allah and be with the people of truth. Truthful folks. 
There's signs of people's wailaya. How scrupulous are they? Are they people of sharia? Do they know the sacred law? Do they hasten to put into practice? Do they make a lot of dhikr? There's signs. And <clears throat> we are taught, in general, to not belittle any good deed or to belittle any bad deed or to belittle anyone. And if someone is not opposing someone that for their wilaya, it could be a khaf, it could be lighter. But there still might be consequences. So the best thing is to have a good opinion of people that are around us. You don't know who the awliya are. And even great awliya have a human side to them. Awliya are not angels. Awliya use the bathroom. And I say this, that not to be rude or crude, that there are people that think they're angels. And one of my friends was just a story about his grandfather from the kibar of the awliya where someone saw him, Akramakumallah, walk out of the restroom like, he uses the bathroom. And the whole point here is not to talk about something so vile in relation to the awliya, but they're human beings. And even great awliya have a human side to them. But again, we're supposed to see the khususiyat and the special qualities of every believer, let alone the righteous, let alone the awliya of Allah. They're human beings. And <clears throat> it's only the elect of the elect of the elect where almost it's like they don't have bashari, but even they have human aside to them. And keep in mind, this is what blinded people from Rasulullah. Some people. Mali had Rasul. What is with this messenger? He eats food and walks in the marketplace. So this is something that we want to think very carefully about. And then the hadith transitions into the path to Allah. The way of drawing nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The process of taqarrub or tahabbub. That we come near to Him. That we become beloved to Him. Is through fulfilling the commandments and the obligations. And this is not just prayer. This is prayer and the remaining pillars of this deen. This is giving everybody who Allah has given a right, their right. This is being good to our parents. Everything, inwardly and outwardly, avoiding all of the vices of the heart. <coughs> and everything else that we've been commanded to avoid. And then, once we do that, and really while we do that, we also try to draw near to him through nawafil, various acts of goodness, recitation of the Qur'an, remembrance of Allah, service, doing good things for people, the virtues at the heart level. <coughs> and then if we continue to do this, the path is clear. The path is clear as day. And if we do this sincerely, relying upon Allah, time won't pass except we will experience what this hatta means, the harfgaya. This is the result. This is what it ends in. Hatta uhibba. If that word is not ghali, and expensive, and precious, and weighty, and meaningful to us, that means we have weak, weak faith. That is, should be everything to us. Hatta uhibba. Until 
I love him. That is the Lord of the heavens and the earth speaking on the tongue of our Prophet or inspiring him to say these words after revealing them to him. That he will come to love his servant, the creator of everything, who brought us into existence from nothingness, who gave us everything that we need to even tread the path to draw near to him. Our enabling grace is only from him. Comes to love you. What is the state of that individual? What will he experience? The hadith points to some of these realities. But ultimately, we can never truly know what that means till we experience it. But that hatta is the goal. This is why we do everything that we do. This is why we learn. This is why we practice. This is why we have good character. This is why we serve. This is why we give people their rights. This is why we do everything. So we can become beloved to Allah. Jalla Jalalu. And this should be the primary thing that we teach our children, that we teach the community, that we teach students, and that we teach anyone who's open to hearing. This is our goal. Some people have political aspirations. Some people have that aspirations that relate to the dunya in some sense. And not all worldly aspirations are necessarily bad, but they're secondary. All of them are secondary. And there's ultimate ends, and the ultimate ends are drawing near to Allah, attaining his contentment, receiving the reward of paradise, and for the acts that we do. Those are the ultimate goals of everything. And then there's worldly goals, worldly ends. And these are things like establishing our servitude to Allah, being the vicegerents of law on earth, having good character, implementing the sacred law, and so forth and so on. Those are sought for in ourselves. Everything else is a means. Even in a religious sense, it's a means to attain worldly ends and then ultimate ends. Let's have a clear perspective. Don't make a worldly means a worldly end, let alone an ultimate end. Don't make a worldly means a worldly end, let alone an ultimate end. And think about the ways that we're taught to do this. And sometimes the parents are the ones that are most responsible for this. And sometimes relatives that add to it as well. And sometimes it's community members. And sometimes it's friends. And on top of that, oftentimes it's in schools. And in the greater society in which we live, there's a pull ultimately to the things of this world. And we're not by any means saying that people should not be successful in the world. No, have your world together. That's a given. We shouldn't even need to say that. But this is the goal. This is what we seek. And then everything after that is a fruit. And it comes. How sweet is that? Once I come to love him, this human being is changed now. I will be the ear through which he hears. And don't think that this is anthropomorphic. Allah does not exist within your body. That Allah is not the essence of you. That's kufr to believe that. We don't believe that. 
But this is the words that our Prophet used, and you can't really translate them in any other way. And this points to the limits of language. But there's a reality to it in a way that we believe about it correctly. Allah will be the ear through which you hear, the eye through which you see, the hand through which you seize, and the foot through which you walk. <clears throat> in other words, he will take over your affairs. And when you see that your sight's not going to be like other people, what you see and what he allows you to see and what he protects you from seeing, and what you hear is not like the hearing of other people. And again, what he allows you to hear and what he protects you from hearing and so forth and so on. These are servants now that are not just vicegerents in the broader meaning of khilafah. These are real vicegerents of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are doing the greatest and most important work of Allah on earth. And these are the greatest of his creation. They're the means between him and his creation. And these are the very best of people that are means for people to become beloved to Allah and for Allah to love his creation. How could that be? Is that by helping people be in a state of obedience, they become beloved to Allah. And they come to love Allah, and then Allah comes to love them. So the human being of this description is an intermediary. So when Allah takes over the affairs of someone, things are different now. This person's protected. And Allah Ta'ala will facilitate things for him in everything that he does. And another nation, through me he hears, and through me he sees, and through me he grabs and grips, and through me he walks. And then finally, when this person asks Allah Ta'ala for something, Allah Ta'ala grants them what they're asking. And the only caveat there is that sometimes when Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala knows that there's something better than what this slave is asking for, Allah doesn't give it to him or her. And instead of giving them what they asked for, will give them something better in this world or in the hereafter. But other than that, that their dua is mustajab. Their prayers are answered. And one of the secrets there is, is that they've tapped into the reality. Allah and his messenger have more right for you to please if indeed that you are believers. And yurduhu ittihad rida. The Prophet was so beloved to Allah, Allah didn't let his noble heart want anything other than what Allah Ta'ala wanted. And what did Sayyidah Aisha famously say? Your Lord hastens to please you. We see you looking up towards heaven. Indeed, that I will direct you towards a qibla that you are pleased with. Who is the Messenger of Allah? When he was content with one of the companions, that's a sign that Allah is content with them. Because Allah only let him be content with those whom he was content with. And this is not to the degree of a mushroom, but extended to the great people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
that are of the description that is mentioned here. And then finally, When he seeks refuge in me, I will grant him refuge from everything he fears, from everything that he dislikes, from everything that is distasteful. It doesn't mean that they have it easy in the dunya. But if Allah emphasized here, I will surely, I will definitely, time and time again, grant him refuge. I will protect him and I will preserve him. I will make the tribulations of this world barden with salaman, cool and peaceful upon him. And despite everything that they go through, is that I will cause all of those things to lead the heart of that servant of mine towards me. And to have solace and tulmanina and tranquility and serenity. These are the people that we want to be like. And this Hadith Qudsi is alim, alim. And it lays out for us the path. This is how we want to live, and this is what it is that we want to achieve. May Allah Taala give us tawfiq and bless us in all of our affairs. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد ورضي الله تعالى عن سادتنا خلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر عمر ثمن وعلي بجميع سادتنا صحاب الكرام وأهل بيت رسول الله المطهرين من أرجاس وعلينا معوفهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات المسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم الأموات يا أول الأولين يا آخر الآخرين يا ذا القوة المتين ويا رحيم الساكين أنجزنا رحمة من عندك نسعد بها في الدنيا والآخرة ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكنا عذاب النار آواكم الله نصركم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإذا إذا القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر العظيم يذكركم واشكروا على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.